0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, there has been uh, plenty of pushback after we learned that the directors on Metro Vancouver voted themselves a pay raise, voted themselves a retroactive retirement fund, and uh, are now, some anyway, are now, or went off uh, on a junket to uh, Australia. Well, Mike Klassen is a... uh, Civic Affairs columnist, sorry, lost my train of thought there for a second. Civic Affairs columnist with the Vancouver Courier and joins us on the line now. Mike, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Good morning, Julia. Yeah, I have trouble keeping up on what I'm doing sometimes. Too,
0: so. <laughs> Good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, first, on, on the junket, because this came out uh, a bit after uh, we'd been talking about the pay raise and the retirement. Uh, does it seem a bit odd that we have this junket and people on it to, who aren't running for re-election and who are almost done in this role?
1: So, from what I understand, this was a, a trip to Australia to look at their uh, at-grade transit systems. And um, the people who went on that trip were Greg Moore, uh, who, as we know, is uh, already announced his retirement and uh, will not be mayor after October, uh, Raymond Louie, who is his, his uh, vice chair um, on the Metro Vancouver Board. Um and uh, Jonathan Cote from the city of New Westminster, and I think Tom Gill is a counselor in the city of Surrey. Now, to my understanding, the only uh, light rail project that's being discussed at the present time is the one in Surrey. So I suppose you would have an perhaps an outside chance of Tom Gill making a good case for being there. Um, but the others, it's uh, it's somewhat questionable as to why they would want to be there. And um as a, a one news report pointed out, the uh, one of the top management uh, at TransLink actually comes from Australia and was uh, played an integral part in building that system. So that kind of knowledge happening in staff already exists. why the why our elected officials need to fly the other side of the world to do it is uh, is an absolute uh, well, Shouldn't
0: have happened, frankly. Uh, You're right. Vivian King, who uh, runs, uh, who's uh, an executive here, used to run that exact system uh, in Australia. I often wonder, too, it's not as though the elected officials are the ones who are going to be building these whether it 's light rail or transit systems here, and I often wonder what information are they actually getting on the ground that they are then bringing back and that that is that they need to go there and do these junkets uh, to to do this so are they coming back and then that what they're telling the companies that are billing it this is what we want this is what I've seen, and this is what's going to work
1: you know sometimes you don't want to get too brainy about these things, <laughs> but you're asking very important questions, and the fact is is the, this is not. Uh, a, a case where the directors are going to be making integral uh, kind of decisions around the construction. They're essentially going to be taking the recommendations of staff, which will be laid out in a report for them, and they have real no real reason to go and see it. This is just a straight-up perk of office, and it's the kind of thing that has just sort of quietly people have gotten used to you know, we had a story a few years ago where Derek Corgan was going down to Arizona and doing golf trips and going to, you know, hockey games, and, and uh, you know, he shrugged it off. Um, it, these are, in, in, in and there's a whole kind of industry around sort of flying around local government officials. We've got two conferences that they attend a year, uh, all of which we pay for, of course. There's the Union of BC Municipality Conference, which they have usually in downtown Vancouver. All the councillors all show up there for you know for, you know several days and get to have the canapés and the glasses of wine in the evening and so on, and then there's the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, uh, which is the national um, uh, one where you get all the councillors from across the country. And, um, you know, it's again, it's hard to say exactly what's being gained from all the cost of those events as well.
0: Especially since uh, when you talk about the UBCM and when it's held in Vancouver, we have, uh, I remember doing stories on this as well, we have uh, elected officials who make the argument. They stay in hotels in Vancouver making the argument, well, we couldn't possibly attend all of the workshops and the evening events and commute. And you kind of shake your head and go, what do you think regular people do every single day? And and if you can't commute, doesn't that mean there's a there's a problem with the system?
1: Again, you have to kind of see this as a um, uh, a questionable um, way for for counselors to to kind of gain the kind of knowledge that they would have. I mean, a lot of the work that they do. Essentially, I think what the whole story that we've heard the last couple of weeks, and, and, and the way I look at it, is we've really started to see the de- the degrading of what the idea of public service is. Um, It's now become about money and perks, and it couldn't have been more clearly laid out in some of the justification for several days by um, the Metro Vancouver Chair and Port Coquitlam Mayor Greg Moore, who insisted that we needed to pay people more in order to get them to run for council. He even made this ludicrous argument that some people bought hook, line, and sinker that you know, the people on the, on the district board are too old, and that's a sign that we need to attract younger people to local government. First of all, people generally like to have people with experience on these boards uh, to begin with, not just somebody who's, um, you know, coming straight out of school. But the other part of it is that these guys sit in office for so long, they just sit there and try, and their incumbency is it, it's just so advantageous. They can just run over and over and over again. People have been in there for 30, 40 years in Metro Vancouver. You know, they've long since served their purpose or, you know, really have anything to do with what they originally ran for. I would expect that somebody rightly would want to go in for maybe a couple of terms, see what kind of work they do, just like you would in a board. Now that they've extended the ter- the, the terms to four years, you know that's eight years of public service. It's not about... What they've done is they've started to crank up the pay in these positions, so people just want to sit in them, right? You know, and I suppose that, you know, there's a, there's a bigger issue around local government that we've just not been able to address. Some have tried and failed um, in the fact that they are... It's really becoming extraordinarily bloated. Um, organizations like Canadian Federation of, of um, uh, Independent Business have put out annual reports and said, look, the, the rates of increases of pay have just go, go up and up and up, and yet we don't seem to have any kind of accountability. And there's lots of great reports, but Metro Vancouver is among the worst in terms of their overall um, uh, increase in costs.
0: It is... Uh, it is uh mind of staggering at some point. Uh, one more question. Your thoughts, though, about at least they did say, okay, we, we, we've heard from the public. They're not pleased about our pay raise and retroactive retirement fund. We're going to take another look.
1: Uh, am I supposed to reward them for doing the right thing? <laughs> I mean, this is the most amazing thing about this story is that uh, this outcry had to be absolutely huge. They, they got inundated with emails and calls and social media attacks this is what it took the, you know, Metro Vancouver was asked to do a, a compensation review in 2013. I, I looked high and low on Google uh, yesterday. I could not find a copy of that. Um, You know, we've just seen these guys, um, you know, they bought a $220 million uh, high rise for themselves in Metro Vancouver justified it because the old one had elevators that didn't work. And, you know, so Again, accountability is needed. The, I think that they've just gotten away with this stuff so long that they thought they could get away with it again. And um, somebody needs to come in there and really clean house.
0: You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune In, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD 2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.